Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. money that I gave him but he didn't you know provide the service that I paid him for or you know whatever but see a lot of times the problem is we're we're not doing what Jesus said we're not evaluating a tree based on its fruit we're we're evaluating a tree just based on what it kind of sort of looks like or you know we evaluate a person based on what they say you know he says he's a Christian and we take him at his word but everything in his life suggests that he's not following Jesus at all. Sometimes Christians can be less than Christ-like. This is a problem that exists even in the church, a place where most assume genuine followers of Jesus dwell. However, as Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will point out today, there are some who claim to know Jesus, but their fruit suggests otherwise. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth in the book of Proverbs chapter 27 as they continue their message, Culture of Honor. That's the third sort of component of the culture of honor. Forgive both ways. Ask his forgiveness and forgive others. And it's, you know, we know it's easier said than done. It's one of those things that, I don't know, I, I think a lot of times we, we get so focused on what the other person has done and somehow we think we're holding them accountable with our unforgiveness or or in some cases we misunderstand and think that it's about the emotion. You know, I have people say to me, I, I, I just can't, I can't f- forgive them. But what, what they're actually saying is, is either, you know, the, the emotion is still so big or they, you know, maybe confuse forgiveness with trust. And, it's not about emotion. I mean, there was somebody in my past, you know, going back to when I first got saved, you know, like 35 years ago or whatever. There was a more than that even. And, and it was it was a really, really big deal. And the anger didn't go away toward that person for a while, like years. But every time, every time I would think about what happened, the anger would would come up and I would give it back to God. I forgive them. You know, and I, I had to work through that. It, it took time. Now, I didn't deal with the trust issue because the person was dead, had been dead for years. So that would, trust was kind of irrelevant, right? They're no longer around. But even if they'd been around, forgiveness doesn't mean that I have to trust. Sometimes it's unwise to trust a person. If even if it's a you know brother sister in the Lord, if if you know they're still struggling in a in a particular area, they're not completely victorious, completely free 
in that area, well, then you would be unwise to trust them in that area until they've demonstrated consistently over a period of time that they are walking in freedom in that particular area. You know, if you're in a situation where you're not safe, where you're in physical danger, you know, then, you know, that, that danger persists. Well, you're still called to forgive the person. But wisdom also dictates, and the Lord would say, remove yourself from the danger. It's not that forgiving means you, you have to leave yourself in a, in a vulnerable, in a dangerous position, in a place of, of danger. Proverbs 27, 12, and this is the New American Standard Version, but it says, a prudent man sees evil and hides himself. The naive proceed and pay the penalty. Going back to this idea of, of a culture of honor, remember, repent, forgive, and then hide from evil. Remove yourself from the presence of evil. It, it is honorable for all involved to prevent the sin from continuing. You know, to turn a blind eye to adultery, it may be tolerant, but it's not loving. And neither is it honorable. So is there a situation you need to remove yourself from? John chapter 8, verse 10 says, When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. After these cleansing steps are taken, sin still has to be addressed. You know what I alluded to earlier, um, even in our fallen, messed up world, there's a place for mercy within the justice system. Now, I know our justice system is, is imperfect because only imperfect humans exist to, you know, to function and, and operate the, the system. But even police officers have discretion. In other words, they're not, they're not obligated to give you a speeding ticket. They don't have to. They don't have to cite every wrong. But the grace of God, it, it's such a misunderstood concept. It doesn't mean you get a free pass on everything. In fact, it would be really, really well, it wouldn't be grace anymore if that were the case, and, and it would certainly be a cheap thing, an invaluable thing, if it wasn't grounded in this, in this call to purity and holiness in our lives. To patronize and pretend sin didn't matter would be kind of like watching a friend speeding towards a cliff and, and not warning them because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Be ashamed to make them feel bad about their driving. <laughs> Remember, repent, forgive, hide from evil, and address sin in your life and, and even in the lives of, of the people you love, the people with whom you have a relationship. Jesus told us exactly how to do it and to do it in the right way, to do it in, the, in a spirit that honors everybody involved. Matthew 18, 15 says, Moreover, 
If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Now, I need to stop right there. Because what happens most of the time in churches is that Christians go tell everybody else. Do you know what he did? Did you hear what she said to me? You just did the same thing that the other person did. You, You just sinned against God. Now, maybe in your mind, in your eyes, it's, you know, what he did, what she did is worse than you talking about it. But in the eyes of God, that's not the case. Jesus said, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Go to the person in private and talk to him about it. If he hears you, you've gained your brother. If he will not hear, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen or a tax collector. Jesus gives us a way to walk through these things. It's a matter of of truth. You know, you can still be kind, but you can't, you can't pretend that they're following Jesus, that they're part of the family, if in fact the fruit of their lives demonstrates that they're not. That's one of the things that we've allowed to go on in the church so much, you know, that, that we treat someone, they say they're a Christian, and so we treat them like a brother. And so, you know, we talk about Christians cheating other Christians. You know, he said he was a Christian, and then, you know, he didn't, he took the money that I gave him, but he didn't, you know, provide the service that I paid him for or, you know, whatever. But see, a lot of times the problem is we're, we're not doing what Jesus said. We're not evaluating a tree based on its fruit. We're, we're evaluating a tree just based on what it kind of sort of looks like. Or, you know, we evaluate a person based on what they say. You know, he says he's a Christian and we take him at his word, but everything in his life suggests that he's not following Jesus at all. In this passage, what Jesus tells us is if if a brother sins against you, you need to go sit down with him in private, and if he listens to you, you've won your brother. You've gained your brother. That's always the goal. One may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front. 
as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. But today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.